exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm. Redsy, what is this? Exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm. Ah, it's my it's my intro idea. You know, because we've got James T. Green on and he's a master of rhythm and repetition. I thought it'd be fun to use it in the intro. Exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm. I think we should have done it with telling stories, telling stories, but I I admire your dedication to his art. This is Telling Stories, a podcast all about telling stories in sound. Each week we hear from producers and artists who inspire us and find out how they tell the stories we love to listen to. And they set us a little challenge at the end, which we really hope you'll play along with too. Please send us your challenges by email. James is an artist, audio documentarian and teacher. His work's really distinctive and that's probably the mix of his training as a conceptual artist and his many, many years of experience in making radio and podcasts. Mm, And if you're interested, I'd really recommend going to his website. He's got so many kind of resources and ideas and recommendations. And actually, Redzi, I went on it a few weeks ago and there was a book that uh, James had recommended called Transcendent Waves by Lavender Suarez. And just everything is helpful if you want to be better at storytelling. I just find myself kind of delving into whatever he (laughs) recommends. Like, I feel very strongly about, like, even in digital spaces, like having a resource that is yours, that is not mediated by um, like other companies or spaces and like kind of like having like building your home on the internet. Um, Yeah, I mean, you could get lost on there for hours and it'd be time well spent. Um, But anyway, let's get into it. How I got into storytelling, um, particularly audio, was like when I used to hang out with my grandpa when I was... uh, like a preteen and um he used to go scrap metaling and we used to hang out in his truck and we used to like you know ride around and find scrap metal and he used to always listen to talk radio just listening to people talk was just like super invigorating it was just like kind of like a comforting cadence and and the thing is he used to turn it up real loud because his hearing is bad um so it would just like kind of rumble through the through the truck and everything so, like, I kind of like had that in the back of my mind, right? I'm formally trained as a, a conceptual artist and a digital designer. I was at a residency program called Acre in rural Wisconsin. In the main area where we all lived, somebody loaded up a computer that was just literally playing This American Life archive. I was like, man, what is it? what the hell is this plan? And I just like loaded them all on the iPod. And then on the drive back, I listened to like a lot of them. And it was just like kind of rolling through the meadows of uh, rural Wisconsin, heading back over to Chicago. And, and you, you know, you're just enveloped in these stories, right? And it was like that moment where I was like, oh man, I'm feeling sort of the present day version of what I felt when I was a kid hanging out with my grandpa. So what was the prompt that made you go from, oh, wow, I love this. It makes me feel like being a kid again to um, actually I'm going to do it. It was a mix of a lot of like perfect timing scenarios that like I feel bad saying it, but I don't know if it'll it'll ever happen again. Originally, I was working as a designer um, at like a couple agencies and newspapers. 
I was just like having intense burnout. Like I was, you know, getting in hives. I like got hospitalized and all that type of stuff. And I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't be a like professional designer anymore. And I'm just thinking like, what are like, what are the other skills I have, whatever. And like, I, I had, I was doing, you know, the art circuit, like at night, like my first audio works were all for gallery spaces. But then I was realizing like, well, I spend so much of my time at work listening to podcasts. And if I'm making audio works for galleries, I wonder if I can like learn how to like, I guess, professionally make podcasts. Right. So like I had a friend of mine, Cher Vincent, like really, really good friend, like really good collaborator. And she was also interested in it. So we were like, yo, do you want to just like try to figure out how to like try this out? Just as like a hobby. You know what I mean? Start recording right now. Okay, so you told me your ideas, though, but what's your ideas about what you want this podcast to be? Hmm. Well, honestly, I don't know what this I want this podcast to be. The show is still up. It's called Open Ended, and it has 100 episodes. Um, and if you listen to it, it's kind of like listening to us learn how to do audio storytelling over the course of 100 episodes. This is Open Ended. For the last time, <laughs> we're two ready. best friends blur the lines between fiction and fact. And then, like, the big boom of, like, people wanting to, like, hire people for podcasts happened. And it just so happened. Cher and I had had enough skills that, like, we knew how to, like, craft a story and, like, knew, like, what a podcast was. That, like, the right place, right time, people reached out to us. Definitely a mix of, like, privilege and, and good timing and all that type of stuff. What what would be your key things now, James, that you'd put into, like you're, you're saying about how you learned how to craft a story. Do you have like your, your recipe for success? It's the golden question. You dangled it right there. Oh, God. Oh, the... <laughs> oh man. The, at least for me, the thing that I'm trying to do is always like trying to capture like what is a feeling? What does a feeling sound like? That, that's kind of like if I look back to like the works that like I'm really, really proud of, there's a feeling that I have and I, and, and it comes a lot from music because like the thing about like music is like it captures the feeling and like kind of and from like a whole scope. So like whenever I try to do like an audio story, I'm trying to like capture a feeling in a bottle and then sort of reverse engineer like what is the how, how can I lead you to feel that feeling Um and if I can lead you to the path of feeling that feeling, not necessarily telling you a story, but like just feeling the feeling, then I feel like that's what drives me. It's so hard to do, isn't it? Because I, I feel like I've tried to do that before. And whatever I feel, it sounds just totally different when I try and make it in audio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. And I think that's why like, I, I like um, I like leaning on um, manipulation of voice and, and different delivery methods and um, capturing like a, a sonic landscape to kind of help that because I don't know, like for me, it feels like if, 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 if I'm just saying this thing to you, it, it almost acts as like a lecture, like, all right, I'm telling you how to feel this thing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but it's like, no, I want you to feel it. Like, I want you to, I want you to feel the anxiety in my head. I want you to feel that um that that strain of of this or feel the joy you know what i mean um yeah it's hard <laughs> 
Teron Lanier stared at me through the glass in my hand, warning me of what was to come. Archives gone, podcast files disrupted, behind the paywall of licensing. Everyone wants a grasp of ownership at the expense of others. I tried to do yoga to pass the time to distract my head at the fissures underneath my feet. like sort of motifs that you find yourself coming back to to kind of I mean you talked about like manipulation of the voice maybe that's like that's that's one of the things but if you if you are trying to get across anxiety do you find yourself coming back to the same techniques over and over for it or do you surprise yourself Mm. each time you try and create a feeling um I think for me for like like I guess like if I have like a a sonic stamp as you will, it's it's definitely the use of repetition. Um, I love repetition, just as like a motif. Like if if I think back to, um, I think my first audio work, what I did was so I was like really interested in the fact that like it was like the early aughts. Like there was a Lil John song called "Real Nigga Roll Call," and the thing about that track was that it it like broke some kind of record of having the most curse words per like her song but i was super interested in that so i i um took out all the curse words i like lined them all up and then i pitched them down to the um to the frequency level of the average black male and it just became this like mud of mud of sound you felt kind of the i don't know the lurchingness or like like you felt the words but you didn't know what the words said you know what i mean it's kind of like when you like go to a movie and you like maybe there's like a low frequency rumble that's happening and you may not be able to hear it, but you feel it like that's what i felt when i listened to that pitched down version of that i was super interested in this idea of like you know internalizing hate it's like how can you f- capture the feeling of internalized hate but like do it without having somebody tell you and it's like okay you have these words that are rumbling literally inside of you to a frequency that you can barely hear but you can feel um so yeah so that was like the first thing that i did and i and i like now joining y'all now i was like oh yeah like actually like repetition is like a big thing that i really like doing there's so many things you can learn from pop music when you're making things that you know, are catchy. And that's, I think that's also why I like making short works. You have this hook. Um, and it's like, if you can repeat this hook, like it's kind of like that's the mantra. And then you kind of build a sonic framework around it. I, I feel like from what you're saying, James, like from, from those like very first moments where you're with your grandfather and you felt the rumbles in your body and it feels very bodily. But I'm, I'm wondering if for you, does a good story help somebody to move into their body or to escape it or does it not matter? 
I'm really happy you made this point because like I love doing this because now it's like I'm like learning a little bit too. I'm like, oh man, yeah, that's actually is it. Like, yeah, I'm super interested in the body. Yeah. And, and it's like feeling, feeling the um I, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to have both. Yeah, I think for as long as I can remember, like as long as I've been making works, whether it's visual or audio, I've always been curious about how how the body reacts in space, how it um like how I wish to escape it. I mean, I, I think Wade to some, that piece to some degree, like I was listening back to it this morning and I was like looking at the text and I was like, oh yeah, that was the point when I went to escape my body. Parked between the bridges, a disabled carousel waits in view, begging for action. Parked between the bridges, the shadows of myself dissolve into the ice and the grounds I brought with me. The polar pieces of myself weigh gently in the East River. So yeah, it is really important. Like, um, like I, I, I love rhythm. I love um, sort of the feeling that you have, like when you hear something great or you hear something repulsive, and it's like you want to know why it feels repulsive and you like i'm really interested in that like liminal space of just like you can't really describe the feeling that you have right but 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 you like kind of want to either be in it or you want to move away from it um so yeah yeah i am interested in that baby you also kind of do some really interesting stuff with silence as well like there was a piece you made um using your voice to highlight all the people who've had their voices kind of taken away from them and 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 I loved the way that that kind of worked. And I, and I was just thinking, how do you use silence? Like, is it sort of curated for the listener? And if so, how do you point them towards a silence that will get them to think about the thing you have in mind and not just to flit off on their own journey? Or doesn't it matter? So it's so funny. I, I literally just gave a workshop on this last week. So I'll send you the text. I like just released the text from the entire workshop um, as a resource on my site. There's two things why I'm like super interested in silence. One is I know it's definitely inspired by um, after reading Jenny O'Dell's How to Do Nothing. But this idea that now at least like the mid to late 2010s, I guess, at least until being investigated now, post-pandemic, is that there there seems to be like a, a, a glut of stuff, you know? It's like at any given point, even on the screen that I'm looking at y'all behind here, I have an option of like a limitless amount of entertainment that I can immediately sort of dive myself into. Like in a way, it is like very possible to digitally place yourself into almost like a drug-infused kind of K-holish state. Making the most noise or like filling the most space is not novel because everyone is doing it. Like I think a lot about like James Terrell's visual work where he does so much with um, space and it's like a lot of times his works will just be like the, the one with the ceiling where you know, he just cuts the hole out in the ceiling and basically that is the work. The work is actually the creation of space in physical place. So I've been very curious of like, you know, how can you do that in audio? And the way that you can do that in audio is by baking in silence into the file. So that way 
if you want to continue listening to the work before your next autoplay piece or whatever the next thing that you do will come on, especially if you're listening to it on a phone or mobile device where you can only have one channel of audio pop in at the same time, you're forced to be placed in, within the silence that I've baked into the work. And also I'm like super interested too in like this idea of like mimicking glitching in software, like sort of like mimicking this idea of like buffering or, or sort of like the disruption of like a seamless experience. So, so yeah, so that's why like I really like playing with silence because it's like a moment, I, I know it's not perfect, but it's like trying to recreate like how you can do that in physical space where you can cultivate space, but trying to do that in audio. That's why I'm super interested in silence um, primarily. And then I think also just like from a formula sense, like I also really enjoy like listening to records that have long trails of silence at the end of the song. And then you listen, you listen, you listen, maybe the intent that there might be something waiting for you. I've thought about upgrading my phone so I could have a better camera, just in case I have to record myself or another black person's interaction with the police. If I'm dead, I don't want any blurry video to cast any doubt that I'm lying. I want crystal clear evidence after my And then it's like, in this particular case, like with the For George Brianna piece, like there was nothing waiting. Like, it's just done. Just like how it was in the real world. Um, or maybe like that would be the point where you pull out your phone and you're just like, what the fuck? Did, did this stop? Um, but it's like, yeah, so that experience of, so, so yeah, uh, talking this out is actually really helpful. I found, I found when I listened, I was, uh, it felt like to me anyway, I mean, you know, who knows? It felt like to me that I was thinking about the things you wanted me to think about. My mind didn't wander the entirety of that time. I was focused and I thought that was really clever that it wasn't time for me to check my phone or you know what I mean it was silence as directed by you I thought oh thank you thank you and and I and I and I and I appreciate hearing this because it's like okay great like the piece was successful in this way because you never know when you do <laughs> do something right um but but yeah and I think the thing that I was trying to get get out here is like this idea of like you're playing with people's perception so it's like when you're repeating something you're lulling people into a rhythm. Like you may not even realize the words that are being said because you're saying it in the exact same rhythm. If, for example, if I say exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, exact same rhythm, eventually you don't even realize the words that's being said. You're just hearing, you're just hearing the sound of the thing, right? So it's like, it's, it's, it's like a trance. It's like a, it's like a hypnotism, you know, in a way. Um, and then it's like, by stopping it, it's like, okay, great. I've put the mantra in your head, but now you're going to fill in the details because once you say it in your head, then it maybe connects to you. You know what I mean? James, do you ever set out with an idea of, I, I want this person to feel this, or I want to transfer this idea? Do you have a, do you ever have a hope of what will be transferred? Um, I, I don't I don't plan I don't plan it out with um, that level of intensity. I mean, usually everything always either starts with a voice memo or a um, or like a line that I write in my notes app, and then I like look at kind of the ephemera that I've like collected over like the last couple of days, whether it's screenshots or 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 text threads or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, why was I interested in that? 
maybe there are some, maybe like other people might feel that way too, or something like that. So it maybe it usually comes from like a reverse engineer situation versus like waking up, like I'm going to do a thing on X because usually then it ends up turning out corny, you know, I never want to make things that are corny. Are, are there like moments though, where you think, oh, this has got too much and I need to, because when I try and make abstract or experimental thinking pieces, they definitely don't sound like yours. They just sound like I've kind of got a dustbin of forks and I'm going like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like for instance, the, um, the, uh, uh, like Redzi, the, uh, the Fort George piece, I remember like that one didn't have the silence um, at first. And so, like, I'm always, like, also super interested. Yeah, and I, I hadn't realized until now, I'm really interested in a lot of, like, artists that work in, in minimalism, particularly Black artists that work in minimalism, because it's um, they're not necessarily really respected as much as their white counterparts. Like, for the sake of just, like, setting a parameter, I'll place a timer, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just give myself, I'm giving myself 30 minutes to, like, you know, jam, right? And I'm just putting a bunch of shit on the wall. And then I'll be like, okay, take another 30 minutes, keep pulling away, keep pulling away. And then it's just kind of like, you just keep kind of pulling away until you just feel it's right. And I remember like the Fort George piece, like that, I, I think before that thing had just like a straight up like fade out or whatever, you know what I mean? But I think it was like a happy accident situation where like I cut something off and I was like, oh, actually that works. That it was, it was in that, it was in that culling phase. Um, but yeah, that's usually what I'll do. Like I'll have a round of just like drawing a bunch of crap on the wall and then I'll pretend that I have like a curator that's like behind my back and it's like well you know it seems like you're trying to do that you're trying to do that what if you pull that back what if you pull that back yeah like Coco Chanel and accessories always take off the last thing you put (laughs) yeah yeah exactly no no totally just like that yeah 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 unless you want chaos to be part of the form um so we like to get our guests to set us a little audio challenge each time they're on something that will help us build up our skills or um you know something that kind of that you identify with sonically maybe so do you have an idea for a challenge that you might like to set for us (laughs) oh totally yeah um so so I'm always like super interested in like finding ways to um like rely on the ephemera of everyday life to inform like what it is that you're thinking about um because it's like for instance we generate so much data you know what i mean like like we're we're sending texts we're writing notes apps in our phones we're we're googling you know what i mean so your your challenge is to look at your last five google searches and create a poem utilizing that create an audio audio piece based on your last five google searches amazing (laughs) There will be some truth in, like, there will be something there where it's, like, the fun is connecting the threads between, like, these disparate thoughts that have gone through your head. Awesome. I'm trying to think now. What are my last five? Probably local coronavirus cases. (laughs) Well, I wonder, I I wrote on my notebook, like, ask James about time, like, what he thinks about time in stories. So I I just wonder if maybe for the last two minutes and 20 (laughs) seconds, you could tell us all you know about time. Okay, so hmm, time, 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 time. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the TLDR version is like anytime that you can bend time is something that I would like suggest leaning into. Like this idea of like creating a, a sense of disorientation for the listener, whether it is utilizing repetition, which 
which in its way does make you lose track of time whether it's the use of just like like a slightly disoriented um like structure like any sort of ways that you can kind of like maybe move people towards a less linear way of thinking then it's like enough disorientation where it'll it'll kind of jolt them out of like their usual expectation because like the idea of the timeline on like and everything everything is like up up down left right so it's like any time that you can kind of like make people go into a z-axis i think is like a really interesting way of jolting people into a different space thank you so much for your time yeah this has been amazing oh thanks i feel like i feel like i've got lots of rhythms in my in my body now to go away and think about ah amazing amazing thank y'all for inviting me this is really really fun How did you find it? I'll ask you first. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't get around to doing it straight away. And then by the time I did, I was researching um, just an idea for a different piece. So I had um, quite specific Google search terms. They weren't necessarily like uh, representative of my life. They definitely related to the piece. So it ended up with something like astral projection, moonlight, African cosmology, and I think Disney and see shanty tiktok so that one probably was <laughs> the last two probably were about my life um but so i decided to sort of write something about ancestor veneration and an astral projection in in the style of a horoscope and i initially was well i sort of tried to bring in the sea shanty idea by by making my voices sort of speak in harmony um yeah This week, consider a gift from Worry. He gives you good, but, but remember, remember he gives, gives you evil, evil too. It's a game of chance. For certainty, turn to the family spirits at dusk and pray. Pray to leave your body, to rise up, up, and out. Feel the air cooling as you rise, the see the shrubs, and the huts, and the people. Your people. Your people. Dissolve into pinpricks below. In the moonlight, in the moonlight, watch those pinpricks reflected in the great lake of the sky. And know they are with you. They are with you. Invoke the care of the spirits, the spirits, the spirits. Give them your love. Honor them. 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 They will secure your health and your prosperity and guide you on your travels.
The Shona people do not worship their dead ancestors, but ask them to convey petitions to Mwari, the Divine, on their behalf. How did you find the challenge? Um, I, I, I must have been googling uh... China a lot I can't remember but I can't remember really why so I and maybe it was because I I'd I'd lived in China uh, a couple of years ago and I think uh, anyway I must have just been thinking about it and one thing that I really vividly remember about China was often when I'd go walking around and sipping there'd be these kind of um, you'd go into the streets and they'd have this loud projection speaking over the streets, kind of selling you things. Um, yeah, I think maybe I was just trying to conjure up the mood of, I, I must have been searching around sipping and I think I was just kind of Googling that kind of stuff and tried to recreate a, a bit of a memory of walking down the streets and sipping. Over to you guys. Take on the challenge yourself and see how you do. We'd love to hear it. You can send us your MP3s at redseaandphoebe at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at stories underscore pod. Um, and if you do send them in, we'll put them up on our website, tellingstoriespod.com.
make anything you fancy, but yes, try and think about rhythm. You're lulling people into a rhythm. Repetition. I've put the mantra in your head. Space and silence. You're forced to be placed in, within the silence that I've baked into the Bless you. I knew you'd keep listening to the end. Hey, go to our website, tellingstoriespod.com. Phoebe and I often only put tiny little snippets of our challenges in these episodes, but you can hear the pieces in full there. All right, 